0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy port beverages.
1: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland,
0: 601-956-1030. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3 differences to the side, and talking about something we all love. In our
2: Roman River, lavish lakes and streams,
0: pines full of the wildest life and
3: possibilities. I said, "One Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree.
0: It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors from right here in the Foundation Studio on Balexi's Back Bay. I want to welcome you to uh, to this fun celebration of outdoors in, in Mississippi. Uh, we're going to celebrate here every single Monday at lunchtime the incredible outdoors of the state of Mississippi. Uh, listen, uh, we want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network or on c, uh, Super Talk TV at c TV. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it is. April the twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Got a great show today. We're going to be joined by Don Brazell from the foundation in the second half of the show. But uh, Kyle and I are going to visit for a little bit today. About we're going to reflect actually a little bit on on how the how the show's been going so far. You know maybe pick up a few highlights along the way. But anyway, before I, without any further ado, let me bring in the producer of Super Talk Outdoors, Kyle Curley. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How about yourself? What exciting's happened in your world? You guys been able to do any fishing?
2: No, not so far. We haven't been able to do a whole lot of fishing.
1: Well, that's good. You know, we're getting we're getting close to that time. I I talked to our friend Cal Johnson, uh, who's been on my show, our show, uh, Coast View, the charter boat captain, and he said he's actually headed out to Chandelier this morning. So he got a little bit of a. Wow! I checked the wet radar just now. It's raining across the state, but this morning beautiful weather down here, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it really was. You know, it called for mostly clouding. I walked outside and it was sunshiny. So, you know, it's kind of what do you believe? And if you're going to go out, be careful and just kind of keep an eye on things. But yeah, we haven't been able to fish. We've been, Desi's been wrapping up baseball season. So been kind of busy with that. And we're done with baseball for at least a week or so before we pick up our summer ball schedule.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, as uh, Sonny Schindler uh, told us last week, uh, he's uh, he's with a charter boat captain called uh, a group called Shore Thing Charters, and uh, you know they have that house out on Cat Island. It's been rough for him, but they've been able to get out to the Cat Island, and you know you saw the pictures. They've been able to pull out some pretty good trips, haven't they?
2: Yeah, they have. And I, you know, I'm following him on Facebook, and uh, him and a couple of other captains, and I get pictures every day of some nice hauls, whether it's redfish. A uh, nice group of speckled trout with some sheep's head mixed in. There's been some good fishing going on lately.
1: And it has slowly but surely, man. The water's starting to warm up a little bit. I, I, you saw the video that I posted at, um, at the Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page of Jordan and his little flounder. But that video has been viewed about 10,000 times now. You know what? You know the interesting thing that people are commenting, you probably saw this, but the water is super clear in that video. And people, when they think of coastal Mississippi, they don't think of water being so beautifully clear. But when it calms down, it gets super clear, doesn't it?
2: yeah it really does and it, like you said when it gets rough that's when it gets turned up and looks the kind of brown that it does but it i was really surprised I, i'm gonna say i was surprised but i wasn't surprised because i've seen water that clear especially in the shallows floundering before i've seen it that clear before and you know it, it shouldn't be a
1: surprise but to some people it is well what it is we know this we have uh okay so below there's a muddy layer And that mud actually is what creates great you know, shrimp and all this amazing seafood that we have. It's, it's what makes the Mississippi Sound so special. But below that is actually beautiful white sand. So for people who are not aware of this, the sand that comes up onto the beach that makes the 26 miles of beach for coastal Mississippi actually comes from just underneath that mud surface. And so you know when the wind kicks up the mud stirs and that's what turns the water brown. But when it settles down, in this particular video you could see I mean, he could have been in Destin, just crystal clear. He was in a sandy bottom area on the front beach of Gupport. But what what you don't know is he was actually headed to the gym, Kyle. And he looked down on the way to the gym, you know, going down the beach, and he saw how slick it was, and he said, heck, man. He just pulled over in a, in a bay, checked the back of his truck. He had a gig and a light. He didn't have a stringer, though. So what he, he had gone to the store and bought some, uh, some uh, weed eater string. And he made a he made a stringer out of weed eater string, and he went and you know got his limit in no time, man. That was just it was just a beautiful scene to see that we're able to do that here in coastal Mississippi, isn't it? Total improv trip there with the weed eater string. I like that. <laughs> it was. It was. Hey, and by the way, in the comment stream, I don't know if you saw this, and I should have actually posted this as a separate video. But in the comment stream, I posted another video where he had just picked up another flounder without, he didn't gig it, he just picked it up with his hands and held it for a second, legal size you know, flounder, and then he lets it go and you can see it you know, run away. Um, and then it started to blow. <laughs> it blew for five straight days. It's been incredibly windy, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, it has, I'm kind of over the whole wind thing.
1: You know. Me too, man me too hey look you know i look back on on the time you and i've had on super talk outdoors it's been, a, and it's amazing, first of all, how fast time flow, has flown by. We started in last October. You know, that first show with Brad Ferris and Jimmy Primos, I thought that was a great way to get started. You know, those guys with the Primos Hunting Group, they have that TV show that's been running so successfully for so many years. Um, it's been fun for you to learn about these uh, incredible people who represent us all over the world, hasn't it?
2: You know, I didn't honestly know that, how to word this, that so much that i know of the outdoors as far as the the national brands because i'm i never really was that outdoorsy type i mean i went fishing i never went hunting but i didn't know how much of that actually originated here in mississippi
1: isn't it something you know will primus and what he did for for game calls and then ultimately back when uh you know video was just coming on on strong Cus Strickland used to work with, with Will. Great stories they tell about what they did, but they are truths about hunting uh, TV series, and of course, they're on YouTube as well. they got a great cadre of young guys coming along with Lake Pickle and Jordan Blizzard, both of whom, incidentally, been on the show, but I call them outdoor ambassadors, man. They're out there doing incredible work uh, representing Mississippi, not just around the nation, but around the world. And they're good ones, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they really are, and they're for the uh, for what i would consider they they're so approachable as far as everyday people yeah I know. I know they're so humble about where they come from where they, they know where, they, where they're at as far as the status in outdoor land and but they're so humble about it you know I, was it will that said that he doesn't mind people asking for autographs he's just thankful that they still know him <laughs> yeah. Or that they knew him to begin with,
1: from starting
2: yeah, eating yeah.
1: cassette tapes. After my show with Lake Pickle and Jordan Blissett, I got a I got a text from Will, and he said, "Man, I really enjoyed that show. Too much about me. That's what that's what he said." But I'm like, dude, you're the reason why those guys are here. You're the reason why we have Primos hunting. You're you know you're but you're right. Incredible humility. They don't. They don't really want the attention. But the show, the TV show in particular, gives us a look inside such a wonderful approach to hunting and it's got a great little it's got a great cadence to it We, I told you man when we're up at our hunting camp we put it on in the background and we'll come back and forth to it and we'll see shows over and over again but you know when the season's about to get started it's a, it's a fun show to watch to kind of get in the mood you know to, to get, get ready and then you know that, that conversation we had with Toxie Hayes and Cus Strickland from Mossy Oaks I mean what Mossy Oaks has done it's incredible buddy I mean, I, I mean again w- once again an ambassador as you pointed out, that's representing us around the world. But what an inspiring conversation that was.
2: Yeah, and again, another brand in outdoors that I did not know going in started in Mississippi.
1: These guys that have these these visions for creating something, and they've become incredible marketing companies. They have a great product. By the way, I should point out. By the way, that uh, Toxie's father, Mr. Fox, we talked about on the show for people who pay attention to him, the Massieggs group. You know that he's 91 years old now. He and he and Toxie and uh, and his two grandsons uh, killed a turkey recently. 75 seasons in a row. 75. seasons seasons in a row. Can you show that picture, Kyle, that they posted on social media? Here they are with Mr. Fox. And uh gosh, man. What a, I mean it's just, that that Tory, that's that picture tells a hell of a story, doesn't he's, it? He's ninety one? Ninety one years old. Seventy five turkey seasons in a row. Man, oh man. I <laughs> What a great thing to be able to to enjoy with your father over all these years. And the smiles and, and the fact that the grandsons get to spend time with him. That's pretty cool, isn't it?
2: It really is. That's a nice
1: bird, too. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. But they had a, you know, Toxie had a vision for this company, and he 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 did with it what is what he had his vision to do, and and look where he is today, and look look at the impact that they've had. You know, I I, I could go on and on about shows that I've we've had, but our session with uh, with Lila Sessions and uh, Lee Bailey, the two Swamp Witches, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: that was that was a
1: surprise for me. I I don't know. It
2: just was. I I was kind of not shocked. It was pleasantly surprised, and I like to hear stories. I like their stories. Some of for, in in ways, I like their stories more than the guys' stories.
1: Yeah, and listen, you know what? It sounded like they ragged each other more than guys did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it
2: sounds like you have to have thicker skin around them.
1: They had some big-time, big-time fun. Hey, I want to do a shout-out to the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks when we come back, and then we're going to be joined by Don Brazil and we're going to talk about the foundation. I want to know more about Don. Where does he come from, and what's his story? I know he loves from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Rain and a possible thunderstorm today, high near 85. Tonight, an 80% chance of showers, low around 57. Your Tuesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, cloudy skies, high near 70 degrees. And a look to Wednesday, sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gattis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
0: Protect your home and office with Habard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Did you know you can find the latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from All Britons on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Albritton. We've come a long way since my great-granddad opened in 1920. How we live? travel and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from All Britons are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. All Britons, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. This is Dr. Will Lomflip with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want to be your one stop for comprehensive family dentistry, all under
3: one roof. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com.
4: Visit 2meninatruck.com for a free, no obligation estimate. Hello, here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning
0: six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Mississippi.
1: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really enjoyed uh, sort of. Reflecting on Super Talk Outdoors from right here in the Foundation studio in Biloxi's Back Day with my producer and friend Cal Curley. We've had so many great shows. And incidentally, if you want to you want to go take a look at any of those shows that we just talked about and many more, you can go to the Super Talk Mississippi out, excuse me, Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page and see those. You can go to the Super Talk Mississippi YouTube page and just toggle down and you'll see the headings, you'll see my show Coast View and you'll also see other shows uh, and then you'll see Super Talk Outdoors and you'll have access to the YouTube videos there so that's really good. Hey, before we move over to uh, my friend Don Brazel from the Foundation, I wanted to, to do a shout out to the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, so many dedicated people. I've really enjoyed doing this show as an opportunity to really reflect on those people who've dedicated their lives to uh, wildlife conservation in this state. and so so many. I, like I, I, again, you can't name them all, but some that stick out to me. Um, really terrific conversation with Colonel Jerry Carter, who's chief law enforcement for the department. Uh, I thought it was funny when he talked about he grew up in Morgan City had four brothers so five boys in that house can you imagine and uh they 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 learned the love of the outdoors pretty quickly he said one of the things he enjoys most about life is uh is people just coming in touch with other people and uh you can really tell he's such a nice guy we had a megan megan fed fedrick who uh we talked about hunter and voter education she was captain actually when we talked to her but she got a promotion not long after that she's a she's a major now um john grucci uh man if you don't know john grucci or the private Lands uh, program uh, for the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. You really I too. Last week we had a great conversation. He's been on a couple of th- a couple of times. We talked specifically about some of the challenges that I face on the on the farms that I lease with the really high cost of fertilizers. Uh, and uh, some other calls related to the war and inflation and whatever. Uh, we, we talked about some approaches that might be ways to maybe cut costs a little bit. For example, we have some good clover stand in some of our food plots, and he t- talked to me about how to deal with that. So, you know, John Grucci, look up the Private Lands Program. He's the coordinator of the program. They do a lot of work to help you with your private land. Jerry Brown and Keith Mills and I talked about crappie and freshwater fishing. We had uh, Captain Calum Harrington. We talk Turkey, Ricky Flint. You know, Ricky Flint's got an interesting job because not only is he an alligator guy, he's the alligator alligator program coordinator, but he's also, the, you know, he deals with nuisance wildlife across the state, and he's got stories to tell. What an interesting guy! And again, another one that really stands out is Waldo Cleveland. I mean, think about this man. If you think about the program that he's putting in uh, place around archery in the state, uh, just shy of eighty thousand kids involved in the program. I and mean, you look at the number of kids involved in archery in this state on a per capita basis we've got actually more kids involved in youth archery than any other extracurricular sport in the state of mississippi think about that for a minute i mean that, that's kind of the silent success that's over here to the side introducing kids to the outdoors and safety in the outdoors in ways that would have never been there before before waldo really inspired that program to become what it is today but man i could go on and on i uh, appreciate you listening and paying attention but if you miss those shows you again you can go to the YouTube page or to Super Talk Outdoors. Now let's move over to my friend Don Brazel, who's the executive director for the foundation. Someone I look forward to to visiting with and getting to know better. How you doing, Don? I'm great. How about you, Regan? I'm good. Well, you see us reflecting a little bit on Super Talk Outdoors so far since we sort of changed the format a bit. Um, it's been a fun journey for us, hasn't it?
4: Absolutely. It's it's one of those things that uh, I at one point thought. Uh, If this ever passes, this will be the most important legislation that we will ever pass in our state.
1: Yeah, the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund and the work that the foundation did the, the so many. We, I, I mentioned the other day why there were hundreds and hundreds of people that were working hard on that bill there was this core group that was really focused, uh, several members from your board, you and, and and a few others working so hard to make sure that we educate people and right it's a, it's a huge initiative and I think a, a, a great accomplishment uh, I appreciate the foundation kind of leading the charge on that, the work that Chris Gertz in particular did, one of your, a member of your executive committee. I've, I've done business in multiple states. I've had responsibilities for newspapers in multiple states, and I've never met anybody like Chris Gertz before. He's a force to be reckoned with because, he, you know what, man, he's, his, his heart was in the right place on this bill, and it took a lot of organizing, and he was a good team leader on that, wasn't he? Yes,
4: and, and I will say this about Chris. Uh, you always want him on your side. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't want to work against
1: it, that's for sure. He's hey, real- listen. Uh, let's just take a step back for a bit. <clears throat> you grew up in in Amory. Has a love of the outdoors always been part of your life?
4: You know, I I was very fortunate to have a father that that's all he he loved. He loved hunting and fishing, and um, he devoted his his second career to it. I guess you'd say is, is making it his hobby. But I had the the fortunate opportunity to be able to go hunt, hunt and fish all the time. So, uh, you know, at one point my mom even said, you know, I, at one point I, I I was a little bit worried about you getting out of high school, cause she said you hunted coon, hunted at night, you never studied. Well, uh, I also have to give some credit to several people, but Bobby Wilson was a uh, wildlife biologist up in the northeast part of the state. And he would take me with him I can go back as far as the releasing of uh, beaver, alligator, uh, doing deer research for Mississippi State University. Bobby took me to my first coon hunt, uh, you know, competition coon hunt. So I look back at how my my life was actually uh, created towards this profession. And uh, you know, when I start, first went to uh, Edgewood Community College, I thought man, I don't know if I can do this or not. I started looking at all the organic chemistry and the calculus and I, I, I was real worried about it. But I made it through Etiwamba in the forestry program took a summer job in a garment factory, and that convinced me real quick that i I did want to go in and finish the profession that I was looking for, and that all I ever wanted to do was be a wildlife biologist. So, uh, so
1: thats it. You, and you did. you you, did. you accomplished that dream and you went to work for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. Which is, you know, it's a great, we'll come to it, but the connection between what you did there and now what you do with the foundation, leading a foundation that's principally focused on funding so much of, you know, helping to fill the gaps for the, for the, um, for the department, but uh, how long did you do that?
4: I actually worked uh, with the agency through different positions. Uh, I think I started in 1992 uh as wildlife biologist and i i had a a a great job in creating mahana twin oaks and lake george wildlife management areas and those were Purchased by the Corps of Engineers and were used for mitigation for the, uh, Tenton Waterway and the Yazoo Backwater Project. So I, I got a, a good taste of the Delta right out of school and, uh, learned and met a lot of, a lot of really great people. So I moved on up through the chain as waterfowl biologist and also with, uh, as assistant chief of the Wildlife Bureau. Mm -hmm. Uh, Took a little professional uh, sidestep, I guess, and went into private business for a little while and then was brought back as uh, one of uh, the deputies uh, over wildlife fisheries and law enforcement with the agency. So I think over time I was there. Uh, 17 years or so. So I, I got to experience the agency itself, and also now I'm working from the private side, f- helping fund uh, uh, through our foundation the agency itself.
1: Well, you got, you got involved in timber and all kind. Of, I mean, once you get in, once you get into that sector. Uh, Starting as a wildlife biologist, but then introducing you to the world of conservation and land management and all that, it really opens up so many opportunities, doesn't it?
4: It it actually does. And and as you say, it's not only conservation, it's people management, it's learning to deal with people. Um, I've had a really, really great career. Um, Love. Especially working from the foundation side now, I still get to work with the uh, agency uh, from a fundraising side and helping the employees there and the uh, agency with a lot of different programs.
1: Well, I know it's it's really exciting. You heard at the beginning of this segment, I, I ran through a couple of names that are involved in the department. But you know, the opportunity that I've had, I've I've always had a deep appreciation for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. But there's a publisher and in my, my uh, involvement in the conservation community over a bunch of years. But you know, now that I've had the chance to do this show and really dive into where did, where do these people come from? You know, what made them love the outdoors? So many of them went to Mississippi State and 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 you know there. Were forestry degrees and biology degrees and all this work, the work that they're doing at Mississippi Mississippi State, incidentally, is just incredible as it relates to this this uh, conservation in the state. But it is a, it is really a best practice, isn't it? I mean, you think about the number of people and how dedicated they are to the outdoors and conservation in the state. Man, we are lucky to have a fully functioning Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, aren't we?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely not. I go back and and I want to talk a little bit about Mississippi State. Hey,
1: let's do this. Hey, Don, let's do this. We're coming to the end of this segment. I don't want you to have to cut you off right in the middle of your your comment. We'll pick it up on the other side. But we're talking with Don Brazil, who is the executive director for the foundation. And uh, we'll continue the conversation at the other side. See you after this break. I said, three
2: Mississippi to this land.
0: This Hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life
2: back.
3: Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions, protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi.
1: 601 345 8090. That's 601 345 8090. Or online at BaroniesTreePros.com. That's BaroniesTreePros.com.
0: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Coast Guard is calling off the search for three children that went missing Saturday night after plunging into the Mississippi River in New Orleans. Family members say 14 year old Brandi Wilson, her eight year old sister Barry, and a 15 year old male friend were playing near the river when they slipped in. Rescue crews searched for more than 93 miles. For 55 hours a shortage of blood donations across the nation is ongoing Merle Etheridge of Mississippi blood services is spreading the word of the pressing need
1: blood does have a shelf life and the other thing that people really need to understand is this isn't a product a treatment that can be made in a laboratory so human blood human transf- or blood transfusions that cannot be created in a lab so these patients are completely relying on the generosity of blood donors to roll up their sleeve and give about an hour of their time um, to save their lives
0: For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
3: People today could spend half their lives over 50, so it's important to keep your money protected as you get older. That's why AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer. During the month of April, they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org/ms.
0: This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cuts and walls and fall football.
1: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. We have Don Browser, who's the executive director for the foundation, and uh know someone who's you know I really admire. Of course the foundation is a major sponsor of Super Talk Outdoors and we appreciate that. Hey when we went to the break Don you were about to mention something about Mississippi State. I didn't want to have to cut you off in the middle of that so why don't you pick it up from there.
4: You know back uh, I I think I told you earlier that that being a wildlife biologist was all I ever wanted to do okay (laughs) Uh, and of course went on to Mississippi State and uh, was fortunate enough through time to have gotten to know various people there. And I have to shout out to uh, Dr. Dale Arner that started the, uh, the program of wildlife and fisheries at Mississippi State. Well, I was very fortunate to have been accepted by him into grad school. Uh, and I have to shout out to Jenny Jones without those two people i would not be anywhere near where i am right now just being real honest with you great program at mississippi state but all through your career though there's there's just so many people that you go back and look and you you can touch and say hey without that person where would i be today so um, it was really really um, a great time at mississippi state and and then got the opportunity to move right on into wildlife histories and parks
1: well, you know what's interesting, though? Just like I got the love of the outdoors from my father and my grandfathers, you have the same story. So many people have the same story. And even people who didn't get it that way, they might have gotten it from a friend. But once that friend takes them, it's like they're hooked from the very beginning. Whether you're talking about getting it that way, that's what the heritage is, that's that outdoor heritage that we work so hard to conserve in the state. If you look into the into the conservation community, whether it be the biologists or land managers or forestry guys or whatever there is a lot of inspiration there are mentors everywhere They're they're wanting to to bring more people into their profession or at least inspire people to respect what it is they do and they do such a great job at it so you mentioning a couple of people from mississippi state who inspired you i'm not surprised to hear that because the conservation community is, is absolutely full of people that want to inspire people to be engaged isn't it
4: theres is. and and i'll uh, give you another story I, I think i heard you earlier uh, talking about about, uh, Will Primos and Jimmy. Um, I have four children and my youngest son is 16. He is—he likes the out of but he's not as much of a hunter. Um, however, he and I have found something new and you know Mr. Jimmy Primos uh, developed the range in Globstack. Now my uh, youngest has figured out he has found something he really likes and that's going to the range and shooting uh i mentioned that to will the other day uh and he told me he he took an interest in it because he has seen that there's many ways you can touch a child and get them into the the outdoors whether it be hunting or or conservation but uh you may not believe it but i i told him i said if you would thank Mr. Jimmy for creating the range, it's, it's given us something that we can go do together. And he's, he, believe it or not, Will even called me three days later after that con- conversation, telling me a, about a book that my son needs to read to, to learn to promote what he likes and move more, further into hunting and conservation. Wow, that's that's, the deal with Jimmy Primos. I'm just that
1: doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me a bit. It's just we're we're really talking about special people, and that's why you know their show's been so successful, and they have been such incredible ambassadors for the state because they just they do it ethically and morally, and they want to really be ambassadors they 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 think that's really important and it is important so you joined the the foundation on for wildlife fisheries and parks separate organizations we call it the foundation on this show just to kind of keep it from having the confusion with the department as ceo in september of 2017 um and then you know you've not looked back have you we
4: have not we we continue to grow and and become much more involved in many, many different projects uh, just like the, uh, the coalition you were mentioning earlier. Uh, that was a giant step for us, don't believe it or not, but uh, we believed in it. We knew that we were going to continue to move forward till we got that legislation passed through and, and we're very fortunate to have gotten it done this quick. Now we're not finished. We still have other parts of it that we want to, uh, to add to, I guess you would say. But uh, we feel very positive and are very thankful, even for like you, for all the time that you have spent discussing. Any, any, I mean, I can look back at all the different people you've had on the show, uh, legislators and, and our foundation and our coalition members. But uh, it's been really, really good and um, we're very, very thankful for all the people involved.
1: Well, don it's been a it's been a great journey i mean you think about um it's interesting because the we're not going to get involved in big issues too often on the show unless as i say uh, it's an important issue, and we have to talk about why how what happens in Jackson affects the average outdoors. But in this case, it, I mean you just had to do your homework on it and realize immediately that we have to do this. we're, we're losing out on approximately forty million dollars a year in federal funds because we don't have this fund in place. But what's interesting is when I have Delbert Hoseman, the Lieutenant governor on or or the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, or you know other leaders in in the legislature, there's a common theme to all of the shows they all love the outdoors you know, and while we may debate how certain things are going to happen and what the components of it should be, there's no disagreement at all that we need to do something in the state that invest that, that that keeps us, as I say it regularly, the capital of the outdoors in in the United States. I mean, we are the capital of the outdoors, and we need to act like that. We need to. We can't lose opportunities to invest in conservation. But we're lucky in that we have this outdoor heritage, and it's a sort of DNA that just fall to most of the leaders and uh, again while we may debate some of the details at the end of the day we're all looking to do the right thing what I like about what the foundation has done incidentally Don is that over the years you guys have funded all these organizations kind of quietly in the background helping with all these different programs some around education some around building playgrounds or whatever it might be that you guys are involved in Um, what you learned along the way though that you've cobbled together these really important people that have come from all walks of life that are dedicated, that have the resources to commit, that that are good thinkers, that are dedicated thinkers, that's your board and others that you've cobbled together. And it makes sense that the Foundation would be involved in issues. uh, Not every issue, but the ones that you really want to lock onto, uh, that need your help, Uh, it makes sense that you're doing it. So in some ways you sort of come out to the public view to to be seen now. And now people have heard what the Foundation is up to, that they've been a major cog in the wheel to this outcome. Suffered. and it, it really will change how you're able to move forward in a very positive way. That's, that's my belief. I know you, you probably feel as strongly about it as I do.
4: You know, it, um, as you did say, for, for many years since 2004, we, we were somewhat behind the scenes quieter. Uh, then we began to see the need to, to have name recognition for the foundation, and of course, like you said, our coalition was a, a big portion of, of the coming out. But uh, we're also now doing uh, the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, which uh, we have a spring edition and, and a uh, fall edition uh so there's there's several different items that we've got going on out there that are are growing and putting us out in the forefront
1: yeah and it, it is for sure you know i had the opportunity to attend the special reception uh leading up to the ag and outdoor expo last year great reception i might add you can talk more about that if you want to but man i was blown away with how big it was I mean the amount of farm equipment and all the stuff that was that that that's turned into quite a quite a, an expo hasn't it
4: it has and what you were mentioning earlier we have uh, now within our foundation what's called the Heritage 100 it's, it's 100 individuals that are lovers of conservation and they believe in the programs that we, the foundation, have got going on, and they want to also help assist with supporting the uh, Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And it's it's been a a fun venture of getting that group of 100 together. And we put on different programs for them, educational type programs for them, but uh, very much a dedicated group to our foundation and to conservation.
1: So, it is a group of uh, 100 uh, dedicated outdoorsmen and women who are passionate about outdoors in Mississippi, and they contribute a certain sum of money that gives, obviously, that helps raise money as well, But, but uh, but once you cobble that group together, you've got someone... You can literally tap into a resource there that is literally scattered throughout the state, and you talk about a great way to get some feedback quickly about any issue that might arise. That's gonna turn out to be a terrific organization, isn't
3: it?
4: It has, and uh, we, we've got another event coming up in May, and. And each time um, we try to, like I had mentioned to you, we want them to know what's going on in the state so that they can go back into the different regions of Mississippi and spread the word on on conservation issues or or conservation programs that that are either going on or up and coming uh, in the very near future
1: well let's do this we'll come back on the other side we'll talk a little bit more about the ag and outdoor expo you know what explain for people who have not been there explain a little bit more about what it is and when is it happening this year coming up in august i might add the day after my birthday for a matter of fact uh uh, anyway when we come back with don brazil on the other side we'll continue the conversation see you after this break i
2: breathe mississippi till i'm
0: Thinking about a new car? Think Canon Nissan of Jackson. This is Dave Logan, General Manager. Our sales team is here for you six days a week with new Nissans arriving daily. And we have an outstanding parts and service department ready to keep your vehicle in top shape. And no appointment is needed. At Canon Nissan of Jackson, there's no market pricing. You pay the price on the sticker and there's always great Nissan incentives. See their inventory at
3: CanonNissanofJackson.com. And remember, when the smoke clears... Nobody beats a No, deal, nobody. Come out to Mississippi Makers Fest on May 7th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at the two Mississippi museums in downtown Jackson. Enjoy live music from the North Mississippi All-Stars and a huge lineup of bands plus art and food from over 50 makers. The World of Marty Stewart exhibit will also open at the museums the same day featuring artifacts from Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Marty Stewart himself, and more. Mississippi Makers Fest is sponsored by Southern Beverage Company. And the World of Marty Stewart is sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. For more info, visit mdah.ms.gov.
1: Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of German Town Hall. is.
0: Callaway's is.
2: Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is.
3: The World of Marty Stewart exhibit will debut at the two Mississippi museums in Jackson on Saturday, May 7th. The exhibit explores Stewart's life and his legacy of collecting country music stories, including hundreds of items never shown before in Mississippi, such as original handwritten Hank Williams manuscripts. For more information, go to worldofmartystewart.mdah.ms.gov.
4: old is mississippi farm bureau federation
3: next year we'll be celebrating
1: our 100th anniversary since 1922 our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community after a century we remain as committed as we were day one when mississippi
3: farmers thrive we all thrive you can bet the farm on it to learn more about the mississippi farm bureau federation visit us online at msfb.org
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk, Mississippi. It's cuts and Walls and.
1: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Don Brazel who is the CEO for the Foundation a major sponsor of Super Talk Outdoors. They're doing incredible work in this state. But by the way, you're listening to that song, One Mississippi, the theme song for Super Outdoors, which is now the state song for the state of Mississippi. One Mississippi, what a... See, man, look, when you're in the outdoors, I don't care what your politics are. When you're in the outdoors, everything, you can wipe it all away. And that's the one time that we are one in Mississippi. I just think it's the perfect uh, song for Super Talk Outdoors, but now, it's the state song. I'm proud for our legislature, our governor, and I'm really happy for Steve. I think we've turned a corner. The the old song was not representative of the state any longer at all. It needed to be changed. Steve Song is incredible. Uh, in fact, I need to I need to have him back on the show soon and talk to him a little bit more. Say we can do a public congratulations to him. Um, anyway, coming back to Don, we're going to Don. We're going to continue the conversation as it relates to the Ag and Outdoor Expo. But I wanted to mention this. Um, you're a big turkey hunter. I mean, once you get hooked on I, I, turkey hunting, it's, it's, it's a get you, doesn't it?
4: This year has been one of those. I'm, I'm really a big turkey hunter because it hasn't always worked out in my favor this year.
1: <laughs> hey, my son, I, I told this story when he was in Ole Miss Law School. He hunted public land up there for a couple of weeks. He pursued this, he'd get up every morning at three so he could get to this one area. And he pursued it for two weeks, didn't kill it. But, buddy, it was the best turkey hunting he's ever done in his life he, the, the this course between him and this turkey went on for two weeks now either somebody else got it or the turkey finally went away but man sometimes you don't have to shoot do you
4: no sir you don't and it you know it's really just about I, I just love spring and everything is waking up and I mean it, it's just a favorite time of, of the year for me
1: it is. Hey, Toxie Hayes. He said this about spring and going into turkey. He said, "Fresh and clean and clear. It's such a rush to be out in it this time of year. There's shock and awe in the turkey gobble, especially down here in the south where they just explode. It does something to you. It's glue. Nature, God, and family. That's, That's it. well put, isn't it?
4: That is very much. That's totally correct.
1: And your buddy will primos when he talks about it, he says he feels like he's in a, in a prayer he says he gets out from church but when he's out in the outdoors in his turkey hunt he feels like he's in a dream excuse me in a uh, a prayer I, I love the way he says that um anyway coming back to the the, the expo which come this coming in august 5th through the 7th of this year it really has become this major machine hasn't it
4: it has and even to the point we saw the need to have a spring edition of that that same show during the, uh, the uh, Dixie National Rodeo. Uh, it's, it's a good mix. I mean the people have so much to, to do on, on the fairgrounds. Uh, we're very fortunate to be able to work with the uh, the trademark uh, and put that event on for the people. But if anything and everything that's new in the outdoors world and the agriculture world, food plots, you name it, it's in that building.
1: Uh, I remember seeing big posters with the Primo's group. So you've got that,
4: yeah, they, those they brands just, are well represented. So they sure are. Very good sponsor of ours.
1: It's a, it's cool cool to be able to have that, and I I congratulate you guys for focusing on that. How's fundraising in general going for you guys?
4: Of course, coming through uh, two years of of COVID, we were not where we wanted to be. That or that's my impression. I, I always want to be moving forward and gaining. We we did very well, though. I'll just be honest to tell you on that part. But fundraising was um, I don't want to say affected totally by the COVID, but. The people coming to the events was a little bit uh, stalled for for the first year and a half, anyway. But now we're seeing just like in the February show, we had more people at our February uh, Ag and Outdoor Expo than we did in August. So that tells you people want something to go do. They're already getting back into it. So we're excited about the future. What well, we've heard
1: over and over again on the shows that people felt safe during the pandemic in the outdoors. So you saw. You saw, um, you know, license sales go up. More people going to state parks. More people fishing. More people boating. Um, it's been, a, you know, in that regard, it's been kind of a shot in the arm to the outdoors community. Just, just to see people out and about and enjoying the outdoors, and hopefully some new people have been introduced to it. That's that's incredibly important. Um, and as this time goes on, hopefully we'll uh, continue to see numbers improve. Because I know that over the years we've been concerned. Now, turkey hunting is an area. Where we continue to see more interest, <laughs> and and, and that's not necessarily good for you if you're a regular turkey, because right? got all the, well, We've got new rules actually, because so many people are coming in from out of state. You know, we've now got a draw for those folks, but uh, but it's still great to see so many people engaged, isn't it?
4: it really is you know one side of me says now y'all stay home because <laughs> but the other side is excited to see a lot of young people getting into it uh, that just shows that there's a, a high demand for the, for the ability to go outside and uh, just to be out there. And, you know, I always say, if I can ever let you hear that turkey gobble once, it's going to mess you up for life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have had the opportunity to feel that. Hey, listen, Don, it's been great to see you today, man. We'll, we'll stay in touch.
4: You too. Thank you much.
1: This has been Don Brownsel, the CEO for the Foundation. Have a great day and stay safe in the outdoors. We'll see you next week.